0: Hello and welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. We're coming in hot with the best bad takes in the fantasy industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Reed, Kyle Gadley, Drew Marsh, and Zach Bickner. and welcome back to the boomer bust fantasy football podcast week four is officially in the books and i hope you guys had a better week than i did because dfs didn't go my way nor did many of my other leagues so let's go 49ers uh, with that uh (laughs) start with drew how you doing today drew
1: oh i'm doing pretty good
0: pretty good pretty good pretty good cool uh Ed and of Kyle, how you doing, Kyle?
1: Doing
2: great. Probably a little bit better than you, but it's all good.
0: And uh, last but not least, uh, Zach Beekner, How you doing, Zach? <laughs>
3: Pretty good, bud. Sorry about last night.
0: Yeah, fantasy football is, is the worst. Fantasy <laughs> football is the worst. I needed San Francisco defense to not be super studs, and they were super studs and Cooper Cup to have a good game and he did and San Francisco went super saying on, (laughs) uh, on the uh, Rams last night. So
3: in all honesty, I wrote that I wrote so many leagues off as a (laughs) loss and I I was like, well, Cooper cups playing. I said, I lost that. There ain't no way, no way, no how. And I watched them score. I watched San Francisco score a touchdown and I looked and I was like, Oh, two points. I'm up by two points, and then I was like, "There's four minutes left." I was like, "There ain't no
0: way." <laughs> yep, and it ended up me losing by I think total four points. So very painful, yeah. but here we are, and it's it's our recap show for week four. So let's go ahead and get into our recaps. DFS, y Zach? Uh, you are now three and one on the season in DFS. <laughs> yes, I so, am. So uh, go ahead. Let's recap your lineup. Tell us all yeah, about all right. this lucky nonsense you've thrown together. <laughs> this
3: lucky nonsense. Jeez, everybody's throwing shade at me. Um, I took Herbert, Robinson, and then Khalil Herbert. And then Michael Pittman, Drake London, Mike Williams, Pat Firemuth. And then I threw in uh, Josh Reynolds whenever I heard that uh, Chark... And Amon-Ra would both be missing, and uh, then I took the New York Giants defense.
0: Yeah, you had, didn't. You have a three-man Charger stack, and you had a three-man stack for somebody, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I had a week? three-man. I think it was a three-man. Uh, it was a three-man uh, Jaguar stack.
0: Mm, that may have been what it was.
4: Yeah. Either way,
0: you still somehow came out on top. Kyle uh, stays coming in second place in all of these. And again, came in second this week. I, uh, you want to recap your, your team for us, Kyle?
2: Yes, sir. I took Josh Allen as QB, Saquon, Tony Pollard, Christian Kirk, Drake London, Romeo Dobbs, Tyler Conklin, Amari Cooper, and the Giants' defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a solid team. You were you were close to making competitive. Romeo Dobbs had a game-winning touchdown fall go through his hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched any of that Tampa-Green Bay game, but he had a a ball in the end zone that he rolled on top of, basically, Saquon. We can talk about Saquon. I think, I think we can all agree he's back.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's – so it's crazy because, like, everybody that we thought was going to be just these crazy running backs and everything, they're either now injured or they're just – bad
0: flat out that's a good way of putting it they're just bad drew you came in third last week uh go ahead and recap your team
1: gosh all right so i had jalen hurts james robinson jamal williams gabriel davis dj moore richie james jr Darren Waller, Brandon Cooks, and the Packers defense. And I'll tell you what. Dang, Richie James <laughs> is balling six. out for you, buddy. Negative point .6. Who would have thought that the Giants would just not throw Who else the ball? Did
0: they have to throw? Who else did they have to throw the ball to? They I mean, didn't they throw the it ball. To 12 times or something like that. They pulled plus. a Justin Fields. They Daniel, D- Daniel. ran Jones the ball
1: 31 times. They just That's fair. decided they weren't throwing it.
0: Well, <laughs> Daniel Jones threw it like 12 times or something like that. 13. That's that's
1: still terrible.
0: And, well, he got hurt. Listen, he got hurt, and Tyrod came in and threw... I don't know how many.
2: Tyrod threw three times.
0: So So 16. 16. And they still threw more than the Bears have all season. (laughs) Uh, That's facts. Which, we we can get into that in a little bit, talking about some of the the stuff that we saw this past weekend. But, uh, again, I think... Kyle mentioned it before the show. I've kept them last in all except the week that I've won in DFS. So if there's one thing I am, it's consistent, and it's consistently bad. So I I went Jalen Hurts, Khalil Herbert, Saquon as my uh, running backs, Drake London, Devontae Smith, Curtis Samuel, Gerald Everett, Christian Kirk, and the Detroit Lions defense. And as RG3 said, there was uh, less defense played on... Uh, I can't say that. That's not appropriate. But uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen his tweet about Antonio Brown and, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, overall, Zach, three, three wins. I have one win. And Drew and Kyle both have zero still. So, even though I'm consistently coming in last, I have more wins than you guys. That's all I got to say.
2: That's fine.
4: Yep.
0: And that means I'm just going to come in last again next week. So, the standings
2: uh, on FanDuel standings, it just says Zach's first, you're second, I'm third, and Drew's last. So, if that's any consolation.
0: I mean, I think we should go alphabetically, which means Drew would be in in third and you would be last. So, is that
4: how that
2: works?
0: I mean, that's how I'm doing it in my head because. Like reverse
2: out? That wouldn't even be reverse out. Okay, we'll just skip that.
0: Z comes before K.
2: Yeah, but how does Z come before <laughs> X?
0: Well, I mean, you go off a of record <laughs> and then alphabetically. Like
2: <laughs> okay, so we're going to
0: just... I was like, wow, I'm here. just kidding.
3: I'm just freaking getting tossed to the back.
2: The
0: slander is okay, so, real.
2: So Zach can't do math. You can't do English. Okay, we're getting there. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, that just means, you know, as Zach would say... This weekend we're going to see Cortland Sutton rip off a 99-yard touchdown on a two-yard catch. So,
3: yep. How'd it, boys? 101 yards.
0: Uh, so let's go ahead, Kyle. Recap our booms and busts from the second or second week. Jeez Louise! Or the, fourth week,
1: or maybe the parlay first.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Way to be. Zach went ahead and screwed up this parlay again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, it's like we called it or something.
0: Actually, to be fair, this to was a fair. much better pick. Than uh, his original pick. He wanted to go Miami Moneyline, and at least they kept it close until, what, the final couple minutes of that game? Yep. Yes. Even with Tua getting absolutely obliterated.
3: I think they would have been a lot closer if Tua didn't get obliterated. I
0: think they probably uh, would have won. Prob- it probably covers, if not, yeah, if they don't win. Because Tua kept him in that game for the most part. And not- I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater didn't play well, but he didn't play. To the awesome. level of of Tua, I would say that I think we we expected. Um, but the parlay last week, we had Miami plus four, Joe Burrow over two hundred sixty eight passing yards, Jamar plus sixty alternate receiving, and T Higgins over sixty three and a half. Was that what we did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all except for the Miami spread hit. And even still, like it, it was still a close game up until what maybe two three minutes left in the game. Yep. or at least it was at least the fourth quarter, nonetheless. So, Zach, I, I hate to say it, but again, you are the weakest link. Sucks to suck, but I, I got uh, crap for for my
1: t- anytime Chelsea.
0: I got crap for my Touche. But we're here, so we're here. Yep, still haven't hit one. Well, the thing is, like, we're consistently we're close. We're close though. <clears throat> We're, it's always we're...
2: one leg that's all it is
0: except for week one i'm pretty sure we were off by two but yeah but way,
2: we're not we're... talking about that so
0: yeah, yeah well yeah you picked alan robinson or something like that to do something and he's only nice. done that once somebody did probably drew because uh, you know former chicago bear homer, yeah, homer Robinson guy. It. i don't remember either but so yeah i mean we're we're right around that uh Parlay each week about to hit it, and then somebody has to go and screw something up. And this time it just happened to be the Miami Doctors, thinking that, you know, Tua Tungavaloa was able to go in this game after being concussed on Sunday and then letting him play again Thursday night. And that, that was just a scary situation. I mean, obviously the dude got carted off. You never want to see the ambulance or the cart or any of that come out during a game. And it feels like at least the past couple of weeks, we've seen it a lot more than any of us would. As fans would like to see. Correct. Between that, I mean, we saw Lewis Seen in uh, London get carted off with a broken, uh, like, lower leg, I think, for the, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, we saw DK get carted off because he had to take a deuce, but still. Yeah. Um, but they
2: said just, he was good to return, so it was all right.
0: Right, it's just... This year feels like we've seen far too many injuries, and it's just so it's so scary anymore, I feel like.
2: Javante's out, like Izzy said earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah Javante, yeah. torn ACL, LCL. He
3: mm-hmm. might not be the same running back ever again after an LCL tear.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough because second-year guy, super high upside, super high ceiling. I mean, there's been far too many injuries throughout the year. I mean, Trey Lance in week two, you go back that far. Uh,
3: when was the yeah. last person that lost that tore an LCL?
0: You know, I didn't know what an LCL was until he tore it. So I'm I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. So uh, I can have...
2: X-ray guy. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, lateral. I I understand thing. that. I was asking okay. if
3: you knew who the last person that tore one was.
2: I uh, yeah. I couldn't tell you off will top of my head.
0: Yeah. And, and Kyle, since, since we're on the topic, we kind of, you kind of briefly talked about it. You said it's a pretty tough ligament to tear in like, mm-hmm. the long term.
2: It's just I'm- from everything that I've seen. Now, granted, I'm not a doctor, so don't take any medical advice from me. But everything that I've personally seen, your knee has to be like contorted and twisted in such a weird, odd angle. And the way that, like, Steve, you described it, how he went down and that dude was on top of him. Well, anything's possible when you have 250 plus pounds, you know what I mean? Including your own body weight, twist that knee around. So, but it is a harder injury to come back from per I, se, I guess.
0: I, I didn't see the injury. I was just throwing out speculation, like what's a Oh, happened. Okay. So, gotcha. I, I didn't watch much of the four o'clock window after the Steelers decided to uh, let oh, the I'll mill funner find- himself go out there and lead a fourth quarter game winning drive for the jets so
3: I see a thing here that says lcl tears only take 12 weeks to heal
2: yeah but it's very it's there's a big stability on that you have segment, to take though. care of yourself though, yeah. in
3: parentheses
2: especially he tore that and his ACO at the same time it's like you might as well just take a hatchet to his knee and Good oh, time. Okay,
1: we're done. It's bah. not like he's not going to be able to walk again. It's will he be able no, to play no, 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 elite no. football again? It's the question.
2: Exactly. Like it's going to definitely affect his cutting, his agility. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Which is tough. Mm-hmm. Super tough. So,
3: Robert Griffin tore his LCL.
0: And Robert Griffin and never played little football little again. Got
3: him.
2: Yep. Exactly. And he's a QB, not a running back, too. So, but Well, he, w- he,
0: he was the running back in, in <laughs> Washington there for a long time.
3: Yeah, Robert Griffin <laughs> was the last one to do it.
0: But good info. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and recap our booms and busts from last week. Kyle, go ahead.
2: All right, boys. I may have spilled the beans a little bit ago, but we have a three-way tie for second place. Can we guess who's leading?
1: You. Drew, it's definitely not me, Zach you
0: it said so it, it's cheating.
2: It is definitely drew Seriously. so yeah, you have thirty, and the rest of us have ten. dang, so since the biggest score last week was me, and then it went drew I went I had fifteen drew had five, Steve had zero, and Zach had negative ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll start off with my booms and busts from last week. So for my booms, I had Matt Collins, Damian Pierce, and Isaiah McKenzie. And then for my busts, I had Justin Fields, Juju, and Chase Claypool. So any speculation on that, guys? Or you want me to move on?
0: Uh, I'm a little salty about Damian Pierce, because if you guys listened to the last episode, I, I had him in my DFS lineup at one point. And then took him out and paid up to get Christian Kirk and and Christian Kirk put up like six points.
2: That's tough. Could you imagine if you had like Damian Pierce and TJ Hawkinson in your DFS
0: lineup? Super valuable picks, low, low costing picks that put up like 70 points right there.
2: Yeah. That would have been easily probably past you (laughs) or drew in last play. (laughs)
0: That, That would have been more points than Zach scored by, you know, himself almost.
2: Uh-huh. Pretty much, yeah.
0: Okay. Anyways,
2: all right. So Drew's boom and bust last week. He had for his booms Robert Tanyan, Elijah Moore, and DJ Moore. They all kind of scratched out his bus. He had Darnell Mooney, Devontae Adams, and DJ Chark. And the only bus there is DJ Chark because he didn't play.
4: <laughs>
2: so <laughs> and and that's where he got his points. And we you got take- to take those, I guess. Except for you know, Steve's the only one to message the group chat and say he wanted to replace it, but he didn't because you didn't, so. Hey,
1: we take those. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cheater! Alright, so, Steve, you were a healthy scratch last week, and your booms were Damian Harris, Richie James, and Jamal <clears throat> Williams. How about Richie James,
0: buddy? <laughs> <clears throat> how did, how do we know. go 70% snapshare down to 32? <clears throat>
1: they just hey, literally decided they weren't they were going to run the ball.
0: They said, Here, Saquon. Yeah. It's your game now. Can
1: I? He said, I, you know Saquon, just, be my. You know how
0: we yeah.
2: just dis- discussed that Richie James only had three targets? You want to know a fun fact? He led the team in targets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Saquon didn't have. Saquon had two targets?
2: Yeah, he what, had two. What in the world? I believe their tight end, Bellinger or something, had three. Daniel as well, Bellinger. Yeah, he had three as well, but this, still. Well, real
0: go. quick. Speaking of the Giants, how about uh, Zach Wilson having more touchdown passes than Kenny Galladay? Uh, you mean more touchdown, touchdown receptions? Receptions. I was, receptions, receptions. I was
1: gonna say, don't hey, so. know.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> more touchdown receptions than Kenny Galladay. Uh,
3: but I also heard he. I also heard he slid into Giselle's, uh DMs. Um, uh, I thought that was AB. I wouldn't put it past. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just wanna let's take it back a few steps here. I want to talk about DJ Moore and I wanna get your guys' yep. thoughts because drop him He didn't I don't think you can <laughs> drop him. He had, he had eleven targets. Points. You're right. And he's still How many playing of them were catchable? Ninety
0: five over ninety five percent of the snapshot.
1: He caught six balls.
0: It's like Baker Mayfield turned
2: them balls. Clearly
1: too, he's so. not a like <clears throat> automatic <clears throat> start, <clears throat> but He's a I flex. flex. You really definitely can't drop him.
0: You can play him over Allen Robinson right now. Yeah, Allen Robinson's low-key droppable. Drop
3: if, like, if the other, the other pe- the people you want out of that offense is uh, 18. What's his name?
0: I mean, it's not. Ben Skoranek had, I think, two Skronic. targets last night. But that's
2: just because Stafford he- mistaken him for Cup. Oh.
0: Mm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: They right. literally look the same people. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I, but I was going to say, but I was talking about DJ Moore, and what I was what I was going to say was I don't think Matt Roll makes it the whole season. And if they do get a coaching change, I can see it going up, and that's why I would at least hold on to DJ Moore. I don't think you can cut him.
2: And then Chris McCaffrey's usage has got to go up too, right?
0: It's well, started to. Just... You just touched on everything I did. Two things, actually. Christian McCaffrey, even with a, a thigh injury going into last week, saw on 87% of the snap share. He scored almost 27 fantasy points. He only had 27 rushing yards, but he had nine catches for 81 and a touchdown. So he, he did Christian McCaffrey-type things. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go back to DJ Moore real quick, I saw a crazy rumor, and I don't know how much truth is behind it, but I've heard and seen – and I cannot verify sources right now because I don't have them pulled up, but I have seen that apparently the chiefs have called to inquire on d j Moore.
4: Hmm.
0: so I don't Imagine. I don't know how truthful that is. It could be some fake account that I just happened to see scrolling through Twitter, but
1: i I saw that too, but I again don't know sources or how reliable that is, but that would be very interesting.
0: I mean, he's an automatic upgrade to Juju, to Hardman, to Sky didn't, Moore, MVS. Did uh now? My question is, didn't didn't Carolina draft a quarterback? They did, but he, they draft Matt Corral, and he had uh, plantar fasciitis, or Liz Frank, one of the Liz, two.
1: He, yeah, but Liz, Liz Frank. Liz Frank. So he's, he's out for the season. Oh, he's out for the season. Yeah.
4: Yes.
2: Yeah, Steve, I'm not seeing anything on Twitter by anybody verified, but there is a lot of talk about them inquiring about DJ Moore.
0: So, I mean, probably not going to happen, but it'd be if in terms of fantasy value, I think skyrocketing, but can't get behind the hype too early. Mm-mm. Anyways.
2: Okay, so to finish out Steve's Team, his busts were Mike Thomas, Mike Williams, and Javante Williams. So,
0: and rip Javante Williams,
2: yeah, rest in peace hey, to your Christian. knee.
0: Yeah,
2: all right. And to finish off with Zach, he finished off with a whopping negative 10 points this week. Yeah, his booms were Michael Carter, Marquise Brown, and Christian Kirk.
3: Wrong running back for the Jets.
2: Facts. So his busts were MVS, T. Higgins, and Robbie Anderson.
3: MVS actually caught passes.
2: Yeah, mainly just one, I think, big one.
0: But yeah. which is what he's gonna do to be have to be have to do to be relevant all year, and it's just exactly. not gonna work out.
2: Nope. Especially they like get DJ Moore. Let's go so yeah so just a recap here Drew's in the league with a total of 30 and then Steve, me and Zach are tied at 10 so it's getting pretty tight boys except for Drew you know kind of leading the way but still pretty early so
0: yeah, yeah but <clears throat> I mean it was just an interesting week overall I feel like for fantasy football I mean, you had guys like J.K. Like,
2: Dobbins like blowing up too.
0: Dobbins had a big week. Miles Sanders had a huge week. He had over thirty points. And then you saw like Devontae Smith had less than five, uh, five points. That is, you had Daryl Henderson at six points. We saw Cordero Patterson get hurt, and we saw Algier or Tyler Algier finally get some reps. He went for uh, 84 yards on 10 carries against Cleveland. So I don't know. It's just it's just been a very weird week. We talked about it a little bit beforehand. Greg Dortch lost his targets to Rondale Moore. Now that he's back, but uh, the question I want to throw to you guys is: Now that Javante Williams, we know he's done for the year.
2: I know where you're going with this.
0: Uh, who are restarting any of their running backs? I mean, they have Melvin Gordon. No. I they mean, had you Mike don't... Boone, and they just signed Latavius Murray to their active roster. You
3: don't want to... What scares me about Gordon is he carries the ball like a loaf of bread now. I think he had, like, four fumbles in a matter of two four. games.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a crap show. I don't think you can start... Any of them unless they show to be giving, you know, one person the load. But that's not how it's going to go. So It's going to
3: be running back by committee now, and all three are going
1: to get touches, I think.
2: Drew, who do you think should get the load?
1: I don't know. Like, obviously, it probably should be Melvin, but he's been coughing up the ball. So it's going to be a crap show. It's not going to go well.
2: So you you think Melvin's coughing up the load here?
1: No, no, no. He's coughing up the ball.
0: The the thing with Melvin is he's a very good pass catcher, so maybe they use him more Lat Murray was never known as a great pass catcher. And Michael Boone, Mike Boone whatever, we don't we don't know much about him just yet. I mean, he's pro- he's probably one of the top added players this week in a lot of uh, in a lot of leagues, he averaged 6.6 6 yards of carry last week against Las Vegas. I mean, he only touched the ball three times, but he looked 1. explosive. Two million ads. Jesus. He.
2: Uh, and that's just a sleeper.
0: One grab. So, I mean, I was like, who do you go with? I mean, Boone's the younger, uh, back in this backfield at this point. He's, I mean, he's not much younger, I guess, 27. Um, I just I, I don't know if we can confidently start any of them.
3: It looks like the Houston's Texans bas- backfield from last year.
0: Theirs or you know, Baltimore when they had thirty two different running backs at one point. Yeah. It's
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, man, it's just tough.
3: Now my question is n- I'm I'm looking really far into the future now with this Javante Williams injury. Do they draft another running back?
2: I mean, I, I think they gotta see what Javante's gonna be like when he comes back from injury. I don't think they can just pitch him to the side, you know what I mean?
1: They may draft one, but I don't think they'll use a high pick on it.
0: Not yeah, it's not gonna be a super high pick because you could have you could have argued that the Giants should have taken a running back when Saquon was hurt all those years, or Carolina should have with McCaffrey being hurt. And they I mean they kinda did it with Chuba Hubbard, but he's never really I mean last year he never really Lived up to all that hype, I guess, while he was out. So, yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's... The...
1: Melvin isn't coming back next year, so they're going to replace it, whether it's through the draft or picking up somebody, but I don't, I don't think We're... they go hardcore and try to just they, draft out,
0: yeah.
1: You know, they're not restarting yet.
0: And it, it's not, like I said, not going to be a... Probably not even a first or, first or second round pick maybe a third-round pick if you're feeling, you know, super antsy. But I don't really know much about the running backs coming out next year. Tank Bigsby is the only one that I know just because his name's Tank. (laughs) But it just feels like we haven't had a Najee Harris or, uh, you know, a Saquon Barkley coming out. You know, this prolific college running back that could – Come in and make a, a a statement for this team, but um, moving on though, Alan Robinson, are we considering dropping him? Is he droppable for you guys?
1: Yes, I mean it. It depends who's on the wire, the wire in your league, the waiver, the, yeah. the, the waiver wire. I tried to combine them there, <laughs> but I mean, probably yeah, he is.
2: I mean, like, if you look at the waiver wire right now, like, there's Devontae Parker, DPJ, Aguilar. Like, I would take them over him right now at this point. I probably wouldn't.
0: I mean, it's, he's getting targets. I mean, five targets, five targets, six targets the last three weeks, but...
3: And I, I don't... Is it is it his route running? Because, I mean, OBJ didn't do this bad. Robert Woods didn't either. That, that's what I don't understand. It, is he just not that good of
1: a route runner? No, that's what he's known for. I, I think Matt, Matthew Stafford just doesn't look for him the way he looked for.
3: Or is he Robert running the Wilson. wrong routes?
1: OBJ, maybe they have him in the wrong position. Who knows?
3: Well, maybe he just doesn't know the playbook, too.
0: <sighs> Even still, I mean, he's he's not a young guy. He's been around since, like, 14 he he should more than know the playbook at this point in the season. Yeah. I feel I like feel,
1: I feel like we'd have we'd have heard about it by now if it was a playbook problem. I I'm just trying to make it make sense because
0: right. I mean this is this guy was a top 6 receiver with Blake Bortles throwing the football. I mean 1400 yards with Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. he was yeah, the only I forgot. guy there I forgot that's
0: name. Name. <laughs> well they had Alan Hearns Alan Hearns had a good year that year look it up Alan Hearns had a real good year that year maybe not great <laughs> no. 20 let's see 2014 Alan Hearns had 677 yards and 6 touchdowns as a wide receiver too that's acceptable and then 2015 Hearns was a top almost uh, or he was a top 20 receiver so, actually, yeah, 2015, Hearns was top 15, Allen Robinson was top 6. Crazy. So, I don't know, it's just, it just it pains me because we were all super high on Allen Robinson having a bounce back season and being an easy wide receiver 2 every week. I mean, 12, 15 points weekly. And he's only scored double digits once and hasn't come close to it any of, any of the other weeks. And he's seen the field over 90% of the time. So, is it it an Allen Robinson thing? Is it a Matt Stafford thing? Is it a Sean McVay thing? But, I mean, obviously Cooper Cup's still hyper-targeted in this offense. Like, leads the league, I think, 54 targets through four weeks. And, I don't know, it just... It just really hurts deep down because I think we were all super high on this guy going into the season. Kyle, wow, do you have anything to add to uh to Alan Robinson?
2: Yeah, I like I already said earlier, I just feel like you could drop him. And personally, that's just my thoughts.
0: I mean, it's been a weird year in general, I think. We've seen a lot of running backs not really live up to their their draft stock up until probably this week, we saw a bunch of running backs kind of pop off. Uh, Derrick Henry now kind of looks like he's back. He almost had a second touchdown run. I don't know if you saw any of that game, but he almost had a second touchdown run that got called back because of a holding call where he shoved, I think, half the defense off of him. So Derrick Henry looks like he's back, and he's he only saw 69% of the snap share last week against Indy. So yeah. after a slow start, he's put up 25 points in back-to-back weeks.
1: And you guys all left him for dead, and I was like, I don't think we can say he's done yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you're kind of right, but...
1: I just yeah, think it's but... funny, just watching them play, and them trying so hard to get him into the passing game, and I just watched him, Oh, like, he! I watched a screen just, like, fall out of his hands. It's just funny, because it's like, they're really trying to get him into the passing game, but it just doesn't work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, last He's week
1: god catch her
0: Last week same thing happened. I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but I mean it was just a little I don't even know if it was a screen, it was just him getting out of the backfield to, you know, open up the the field for him and pass him through his hands, hit him in the face mask, I'm pretty sure, so that's rough. Uh speaking of people not living up to expectations, you gotta feel for anybody that drafted Kyle Pitts this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. This man is going in the third round, currently tight end 18 in a weak position, and has scored 25 points through four weeks. Ten catches. I mean, outside of week three, where he had 13 points against the the Seahawks, (laughs) he's like 12 points this year.
3: Who are the top five tight ends this year? I'm just curious.
0: Uh, I could not tell you offhand. If I had to guess, though, it would oh, probably, probably be Kelsey. Higby. Higby. Everett, <clears throat> maybe? Everett's been quiet good. Top five, tight ends, you said? Yeah.
2: yeah. All right, so it goes Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Ertz, and Higby. Mm, who's six?
0: Uh, Hawkinson's Everett. kind of okay. Everett that makes sense.
2: Everett Everett's is-
0: been quiet. Good. He's been yeah. consistently. Pat, then it gets
2: Pat Faramuth, Dallas Goddard, Tyler Conklin, and then Will Disley in the ten hole.
1: <laughs> Keeps getting <laughs> touchdowns. He does. I mean,
0: Hawkinson's kind of just the fact that he had like a thousand points last week.
1: Yeah, yep. that's a little bit of an enigma. But like, what what yep, do we do? What do we do about Kyle Pitts? Like,
0: what can't, you, you're selling super low on him at this point, yeah, hoping that he does anything.
1: You're basically screwed at this point. Like, you can't even, like, if you sent a trade to the Tyler Higby owner straight up, I don't think they accept it at this point. No. No. no good for Lord. Tyler Higbee. No.
0: Tyler Higby is top 10 in the NFL right now. Tyler That's
1: what I'm saying. Higbee. All like, day, like, Tyler Higby. Think, think about that. Isn't that crazy that we're at that point?
0: Even like Gerald Everett, who I mean, I think we were at least I was like relatively high on Everett, maybe not super high that he was gonna have a good year, but outside of one game, he's put ten points up each week. I wouldn't I wouldn't do Pitts for Everett just because I think his offensive situation's better. And I'm not gonna lie, I really thought Kyle Pitts was gonna have a stellar year. I mean, we talked about it earlier, very early uh preseason actually that Marcus Mariota sustained a really good season for Del- uh, Delaney Walker at tight end when he was in Tennessee. And we thought, or at least I thought, that we could see something equivalent to that because this is this guy's you know, 6'6", 246, super athletic, just a big receiver at tight end. And uh, they're basically just lining him up at the extra right tackle position each week and throwing him out there to walk. So it's like, what what do we do? You can't, you can't drop him. That's the thing. At the price you paid for me is undroppable. Mm-hmm. But in order to get anything from him, you're gonna have to package him with somebody, and whoever you package him with is gonna have to be having an insane season to get any sort of value back. Like, I just don't know what to do. I'm glad I didn't take him in any league, but. Like, who? What do you even do? Mo Alley Cox is probably outscoring him at this point.
1: You're pretty much stuck and praying that he picks it up at some point, but it's not looking good.
0: I mean, we went, let's see, last year, he was consistently getting, you know, seven, eight, ten targets a game. This year, he's had eight targets once, less than five twice. Still hasn't found the end zone this year. Drake London's really come in and taken over that elite receiver position, and he's getting a ton of the targets. And I don't, I don't know that any of us were high, super high on Drake London's move to that. Real quick, rookie receivers, Drake London, quietly having a good year for for the Falcons, at least in terms yeah. of fantasy value. Uh,
2: Speaking of them, are they going to ever move on from Mariota? You think, or like Desmond Ritter time? Uh
0: not, not until they start losing badly. I don't think like they're what two and two.
2: I think so. Yeah. I,
0: I don't think until you see Mariota either come out and throw a bunch of interceptions or they lose a bunch of games that they move on from Mariota. I mean, he's, I don't know.
2: Go ahead, Drew.
1: I was just going to throw out a couple of guys uh, that I think are questionable. Like, so I have two guys in my head that I'm questioning. Are they, Automatic starts at this point, after this past week. So the first uh, guy's going to be Josh Jacobs, and the second's going to be Robert Woods.
2: Uh, Josh Jacobs, I feel for sure, because I feel like they're starting to trust him, especially in the passing game. Now. I was going mean, to say, they
1: literally have... just gave him the reins last week. And yeah, all of us, and do you think falls. we can count on
0: that continuing? Not 37.5 points a week, but 14,
1: say at least 15. 20.
0: I think 14-15 is his floor each week, easily. Mm-hmm.
1: If they give him that work, continue to. Right, yeah. True.
0: And, and look yeah. at his schedule coming up. Kansas City, bye week, Houston, New Orleans, Jacksonville. The next month he has a – I mean, outside of New Orleans, who has a good front, maybe Jacksonville has a decent few games there. And then, you know, he's got uh, Seattle later in the year, Kansas City again. So uh, I don't know. He's he's currently RB seven in PPR scoring, just ahead of Miles Sanders, who I don't think anybody saw coming.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then was, you said Robert Woods was your other. Yeah,
1: I, yeah I, Not I, because of his production, but Traylon Burks might be done for a little bit here.
0: Well, I think because of his production. I mean, just on four targets, thirteen points last week. I know one of them was a touchdown, but he's getting the job done. The last gotten the job done the last two weeks, and like you did mention, Traylon's I mean, done. At least for a couple I, weeks.
2: I agree with what you're saying, Steve, but if you look at the flip side of that, you take that touchdown away, he's only scored double digits once this year. You know what I mean? I even feel with Trelon being done, I don't think they pass enough to get him full like a full workload. Like I don't know, you you know what I mean?
1: But with but with, with Traylon out, do you think they he gets the majority of the targets? Oh, yes.
2: I mean, Trelon only had three targets last week and two the week before. I don't see, like, he's not getting targets regardless. Where
0: did the targets go, by the way,
1: It's more spread out is what I'm saying. And with him out of the picture, do they just lean toward Robert Woods more is what I'm trying to – like, clearly we haven't seen it in the past because this situation hasn't presented itself. But I'm asking, do you think that they try to lean on him more since he's completely out of the picture?
0: No. I can see it. That's me. I don't. but I mean, that's just um, me. the, the thing that does scare me is the fact that Derrick Henry had more targets than him last week. And like Drew mentioned, Derrick Henry doesn't catch the football. At all. So yes, I mean, he, he was second on the team in targets. So uh, I don't know. Zach, what do you, how do you feel about Robert Robert Woods? I don't
3: know. He's definitely going to get an increased role, especially if Burks is out.
0: He's, he's been diagnosed with been turf toe, so...
3: It's only going to be two weeks then. I don't know. Yeah.
0: two weeks. They're saying he could be on the IR, though. So that's at least for, a month if he goes on IR.
1: Jeez! That's heck of a turf toe. It's tough. Remember what happened to Antonio Gibson? That plagued him forever.
0: Well, season damn near.
1: We were always worried about his turf toe. Well, I don't know.
0: If it comes down to a game in which the Titans have to pass, then sure. Next three matchups, they've got Washington this weekend, by week and six, Indy and Houston. Washington's secondary hasn't been great by any means. Indy's been hit or miss, and Houston's hasn't been great. So if, in fact, Traylon does end up on the IR, I'm liking all of those matchups. I don't know about you guys, but
4: yeah,
0: I
2: mean, yeah, I guess that does look pretty solid in his case. So I don't know. I'm just torn. I guess, and I, I, I get
0: where you're coming from. It's it's really hard to 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 tell. The... I guess
2: I can't really see him doing any worse than what he's doing because it's hard to be worse. It's you know it's a mean?
0: lot harder to be worse. Yeah. So I want to do a little bit of uh, this or that, just because there's a very interesting name that you threw it up there, Drew, and that was Josh Jacobs. And as it sits right now, Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders. Server true. That's like so they're RB's RB's seven and eight right now, if you can believe that.
1: Uh I guess see, I don't know. It's it's weird because I want to say Miles Sanders, but I don't think I would do a straight up trade of Josh Jacobs for Miles Sanders. So I don't I don't know. That's so hard. But I do, I want to say Miles Sanders, but I don't know if I could even I like
0: mm-hmm. you know the the only thing I think going for Jacobs right now is his snap share is a lot higher than Sanders where whereas you have Ken Gainwell you have Boston Scott there and Jalen Hurts is gonna vulture a ton of rushing yards yeah. mm-hmm. so Kyle I mean Drew, did you have a one or the other there Or are you just kind of like it's it's I don't I don't know if I could pick one or the, I guess if I had to pick just because of playing time and who's going behind him, I think it'd have to be Jacobs, but I'm yeah, I'm not upset with drafting Miles Sanders where I took him right now.
1: Yeah, I agree with what you said.
2: I'm just going to have to take Josh Jacobs just because the full workload. I don't know. Like you said, you brought up a bunch of points about Gainwell and Scott and Hurts, so I'm going to go Jacobs personally.
0: And the crazy thing is they're both averaging like Jacobs is at four point eight yards per carry. Miles Sanders at four point nine. Like their seasons are so similar right now. Three hundred fifty six rushing yards and three touchdowns for Sanders. Three thirty six and two for Jacobs. Like they're having almost identical seasons. But I think I don't know. Sanders doesn't get the targets right, or doesn't have the targets that uh, Jacobs has. Uh, Zach, your opinion here, Jacobs or Sanders?
3: Oh, boy. It's very, very difficult. Um, I, I I am a Josh Jacobs fan because he can get the job done, as he has proven uh, mm-hmm. this past week. Um, but Sanders got that explosiveness that I just I, – I, I'm glad we're actually starting to see it. It's starting to come from – like I remember watching him in college. He could break a huge run for a touchdown. And the year before that, he had no touchdowns on – runs or anything like that and i i think i think you're seeing that because the philadelphia line's a bit better so i think i'm leaning more sanders
0: okay and i i like Sand. like i said i had no issue with either of them right now where i took them in drafts because these guys were going fifth sixth or later later than that probably you got them at a probably a super value where they were going in their top 10 running backs right now so Sticking with the running back position, Ooh. I'm going to throw three names at. Go ahead, Kyle.
2: I was going to just bring it up. Sorry, would you guys either take either of those two or the current rank number four RB in PPR, who is Ceh?
0: He just beat me to my, one of my next guys.
2: Oh, sorry. Either of those my bad. two. <laughs> yeah. I I, 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 I the dude's
1: balling though.
0: It's like I, I no, I it.
1: agree with you, but like it's stupid how like. like I would have never guessed. Then everybody in the industry is just going to look stupid for saying to you know don't believe it the whole time. But I still don't believe it. I don't care. I'm dying on the hill. At some point, it's not going to. I'm I'm with you. Continue.
2: Could you imagine, like two months ago, if we'd be sitting here right now talking, Ceh is a top five running back, I'd lose my mind. Yeah.
0: (laughs) My my next is I'm going to throw three names out there. Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, CEH. In order? Who, who would I'm you take, take out of those three? Take Saquon. Saquon. I'm, th- Saquon. I'm thinking Saquon, Chubb, too. and CEH. Solely because Saquon's cat- upside in catching category is significantly higher than Nick's. Even though Nick Chubb, I think, is probably top five as well. He's number one in PPR scoring right now. Yep. Uh, Barkley, probably RB2. Yep. So who's RB3?
2: Uh, yeah. Eckler,
0: Eckler, who just had an explosive week. Mm-hmm. Uh, How about Zach?
2: Jamal Williams? Huh? He's six. Jamal Williams,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna see Zach, Saquon, Nick Chubb, or Ceh. Who you taking between those three? Saquon. Saquon. I think we all agree. I mean, it just sucks that he's in the offense. He's in. If you put him in like a Kansas, could you imagine what he would do in a Kansas City offense? Or Who? Saquon. Saquon? Oh, or or, or uh, in Miami team with a good line anywhere. Miami? How about Miami? Dude, that'd put be him nuts. in Philadelphia. Like heck,
2: just move him to the other side of the state in Buffalo.
0: Right. Which no, no, just no. <laughs> we don't need that. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but on the CEH train, I'm scared because his usage isn't a true committee type thing. Like, Miles Sanders could be saying, saying the same thing, but Sanders hasn't been consistently putting up 17 points. It's been like 12 to 15, and he had one big week. Whereas you're seeing CEH put up 17 plus in weeks, or he's getting barely 40% of the snap share. So it's like, can we... Can we really trust him with Jared McKinnon, who's a pass catcher? They obviously want to use Isaiah Pacheco. Dude,
2: he looked good too. Did you guys watch that game? I, I thought Pacheco yeah. looked really solid that game.
3: Pacheco looks like she, uh, Chepeco. 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 is that like Chepeco. a new
2: Pokemon or something?
0: No, yeah. it's it's the guy from uh, the new Pinocchio movie. The guy oh, that nice. made the the guy that That's made Chepeco, the pedo. But okay. oh, oh, my bad. Same <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah uh, if anything, it looks like Pacheco might be getting more of a uh Jerick McKinnon's role there, so it's like I feel like regardless Clyde Edwards hilaire is gonna get his random points because they put him in in those positions.
0: He has five touchdowns through four weeks, yeah, mhm.
1: How about that like little last second flip
2: that Mahomes threw him in the end zone, and then he dropped another touchdown in the end zone as well. I just Ten right in the hands.
0: This is I feel like this is kind of the guy we expected when they took him in the first round. And he's just now finally living up to the hype that he had. Mm-hmm. And if he keeps this up, we're talking about him in the first round again next year in terms of fantasy drafts. Which kind of scares me.
2: <clears throat> yeah. All right, I want to ask you guys a question now. All right, so these guys fall in rankings for wide receivers. Eight, nine, and ten. Who would you take? Amonra, AJ Brown, or Christian Kirk?
4: Oh, oh. Ooh, it's tough, huh? Mm. Uh, Injury, injuries,
3: oh, or oh.
2: no injuries? Like no injuries, healthy. I know Amonra, who you're gonna uh, take. I really
0: Amonra. like Amonra, There's but AJ Brown's just AJ's just so different, man.
2: Dude, Steve's an AJ truther.
0: And, well, I'm I'm on... The, actually, I'm on the Amonra train, but how do you... How do you pick a, not pick a guy like AJ Brown who's built, like, a fridge and runs, like, a 4 four forty? Like, the dude's I mean, he's
2: huge. He's like a DJ, kind of, you know?
0: Right. I mean, exactly. And... I don't know. It's just... Amonra has a nose for the end zone. I'll give him that, whereas AJ's only found the end zone once this year. But projecting touchdowns is just so impossible.
2: Kirk's got three this year.
0: And Christian Kirk's been, outside of last week where he kind of got the Darius Slay treatment, he's been really good this year.
2: Mm-hmm. With not th- as many targets.
0: I think he's probably three out of three on that list, though. Mm-hmm. And then flip a coin between AJ Brown and Amonra. I like them both.
1: So I have a I have a question for you guys. How highly are you valuing uh Curtis Samuel now that Jahan Dotson is expected Juwan. to miss Juwan Dotson is expected to miss Thank one you. to two weeks, possibly more?
0: Um I think his value stays about the same, if not maybe a little higher because he's been getting a lion's share of that offense. That's
1: what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and with Jahan Dotson Gone. And Jahan's
0: been there. Jahan's been their touchdown threat, really. Yep. Like he's been the go-to guy in the end zone.
1: But I was watching their game, and uh, Carson Wentz threw a dime to Curtis Samuel in the end zone, and he didn't get both feet in, but he caught the thing. So I'm thinking he might get that role. Yeah, and
2: that's that's fair to say. Right now, he's like a low end RB two or wide receiver he's- one. Yeah. I think you could probably throw him in the wide receiver one category, right?
0: Mm, You still got Terry there though. That's a thing.
2: Yeah. But I mean, with Jahan's targets gone and that drew says he's getting more targets in the red zone. I mean, it's possible. And they play Tennessee this week.
0: I've seen Chicago. Tennessee's defense is okay. Like Roger McCreary has been sneaky. Good for him as a rookie.
2: I'd say they're about mid,
0: but I I I have no problem playing Curtis Samuel or as a wide receiver two or a flex, going forward. Maybe like you said, maybe you can sneak him in to a potential wide receiver one on like a bye week. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can trust him as a true wide receiver one with Carson Wentz throwing him the ball. That's the biggest issue with is Carson Wentz. They
2: played some good defenses too, like and that offensive line's garbage. So uh,
0: Dallas good defense, Philly. Yeah, I guess. Jacksonville's a decent defense, and we still saw him eat against Jacksonville. But
4: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. But I, no, Kurt, I, like you were saying though, Drew, I, I really like Curtis Samuel now. Uh, I was not buying into the hype preseason that you were buying into, and I am now 100 percent on the the Curtis Samuel hype train. Zach, how you feel about Samuel?
3: Uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, he's okay, I suppose.
0: He's okay. I
4: mean,
3: I don't, I don't. I I definitely liked Dotson more but now he's injured. So, I guess I'm okay. going to have to get on the I I guess I guess I'm going to have to <laughs> lean I I I have to lean more towards Curtis Samuel now because I I I think I I just like the the offense they run out there for the wide receivers. I think it's I think it's potent for them. I think he'll do <laughs> fine these next couple of weeks.
0: That's fair. Um, if you guys took a quarterback like Joe Burrow super early in the draft, are you guys worried? I mean,
2: we've seen mm, him put no, up. No, I, I think he's going to pull around for real.
0: I mean, his kind of like the Kyle Pitts thing. His ADP was fairly high, at least for his position, and where you took him, he was going what around the well in our, our league of record. The uh, Boomer Bust Keeper, he went. Uh, as a keeper in the ninth round from last year. But he's going, what, sixth or seventh,
2: if I'm not mistaken, this year? Yeah, I think seventh average. So,
0: But you could have had Kyler, Jalen Hurts, Lamar shortly after him. Are you guys you know, concerned that he's not – I mean, he's QB9 right now, but there, there was other quarterbacks to be had. And where you took him, there was other players, receivers, or running backs to be had.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were preaching this from the beginning that it must have just been the Super Bowl hype. People just see him as a solid quarterback, which he is in real life, but that doesn't always translate to elite fantasy performance, you know? And that's what we're seeing, and that's what we tried to tell the people, but people didn't want to hear it, I guess.
0: Mm -hmm. Right now, uh, players within... Top 10 that you would not be surprised or that you would be surprised with and that you that would have gone after him. Carson Wentz. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, was going shortly after him or right around him. Jared Goff. Kyler Murray. Geno Smith. I mean, <laughs> can, are we, are we going to put some respect on Geno Smith's name for what he's been doing this season?
2: I mean, he's been is he consistent. startable? Yeah.
0: Like Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe in single quarterback leagues we start in him, or are we stri- stick. I mean he's talking... nine.
1: Yeah, but you got like last week, sure, he did really well, but the Lions have the worst defense mm-hmm. in the NFL.
0: I mean, two weeks in a row, like I just want to throw it out there, two weeks in a row he's thrown for three hundred and twenty plus yards, but he's played Atlanta and Detroit. But he's played Atlanta in Detroit. Although I mean, Atlanta's, Atlanta, Atlanta's secondary is nice.
2: Yeah, it's not bad.
0: So I don't know. Are so single quarterback leagues? Do we have confidence starting him, or are we going to only start him super flex? I think I it's mean, perfect for but, super flex.
2: Yes, I agree, and it all depends too. If you have depends if you have free quarterback in a single league, because obviously you're probably going to have him as your second quarterback in a single QB league. So, you know what I mean?
0: If you if you drafted Tua, you're starting him this week clearly.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know,
0: probably should start him last week because Tua. Probably saw two or three Tyree kills when they were when he was running uh, go routes. <laughs> so Zach, how are you feeling about Geno Smith this year? I mean, like I said, he's QB nine, right behind Joe Burrow. Yeah, right behind Joe. Shice. He's
3: gonna he's gonna fall off. It's it's. You think there's still ten more games? Yeah, he's gonna fall off. No no doubt in my mind. I mean, granted, he has probably two of the best wide receivers. Two throw two, but I I don't think we're gonna see the same production from him. I mean,
2: I mean, Jared Goff is QB five. You think he's gonna fall off?
3: No. Look at the look at the look at the. Uh, I, I think he has I no, he doesn't. What?
0: Outside of he has one wider. Yeah, I'd say.
3: I'd I'd say so. Yeah, they're probably both about in the same area now that I think about it. But I. I like Jared Goff because the. I like Jared Goff more than Geno. Jared Goff's a more rounded quarterback. Geno is just. I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't care for him. He. He doesn't. He Can you d- explain? <laughs> yeah, I'm. Getting there. He doesn't <laughs> put the ball into tight spaces, and Jared Goff has proven that he can throw into tight spaces. I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's played through all those tight games. I mean, he's I, – I i just think Jared he's just Goff, tight. Yeah. he's just a better rounded quarterback than uh, Geno Smith is. And uh, I just think that when push comes to shove, Geno's going to – have one bad game and it's just going to snowball after that.
0: He's going to get punched in the mouth again, like he did in New York.
1: Yes, I mean he'll say something. I I I agree that I like I do like uh, Jared Goff more than Geno Smith as well. I just like kind of piggyback in there. He just has more like real game experience. He's done so much more, and that offense is the number one offense in the league right now. And it's even with Amon Ra and DJ Chark out. He's still balled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's getting it together a little bit. And with those pieces back, I think he continues it's, to do well.
2: It's just a potent offense. We'll, we'll
1: see Which, how it goes with the rest of their
2: uh, matchups.
0: If you would have told me in the preseason that Jared Goff is quarterback five and that Detroit is the best offense in football, I would have laughed in your face. I would have thought there's no way in hell. I mean, we were all super high on DeAndre Swift. Like, we thought he was going to have a really good year, and he has until the injury. Uh, Drew, or not Drew, Zach specifically was high on Amon Raw, so good for him. And we've seen Jamal. We So the fantasy community as a whole was super high on Jamal Williams last season. And then injuries kind of came to a forefront and limited what he could do. Now we're seeing what he can do. The offense—it's only going to get better because once you get Amon Ra back, you're going to have Jamison Williams back here in a couple weeks. So we could see a really very, very potent Detroit uh, offense. I think of their defense figured out, they could be is- an issue for teams going forward.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I, I want to talk about unfortunately my tight end one prediction for this season. Darren yeah. Waller has fallen outside the top 10 in tight end scoring, down to number 12 behind the likes of Tyler Conklin and Will Disley. And do we think it's a little bit of bad luck? Is it Derek Carr hyper-targeting Devontae Adams? I'd say it's
3: hyper-targeting Devontae Adams. I mean, uh, who doesn't want to throw to one of the best wide receivers in the league? I mean, then...
0: And you have one of the best tight ends. Uh, right there, too. Uh,
3: well, I'll be—I'll say this. There's been some... There's been some throws that uh, has, has gone through his hands. At a, I specifically remember a touchdown that went through his hands and ended up being an INT. That's true. And, uh, I mean, right there, that's, that's seven points in a PPR one league. I mean, he just doesn't look... He doesn't look like himself. He looks flat, and he just, I mean, I don't, I think we're seeing the downfall possibly of him this year. I mean, he really hasn't, he's dropped a lot of balls that have hit him in the hands that he you would normally expect him to catch.
0: It pains me. What, you guys have anything to add to, to Darren Waller here? I mean, Nothing, he's...
2: just to say I told you so.
0: <laughs> it's only a month into this season, so <laughs> let's be honest. A month into last season, work. you're talking about DJ Moore being the greatest receiver of all time, almost, with the year he was putting up in terms of fantasy points. So it, it could definitely turn around.
2: It could, enough,
0: but we'll see. But, I mean, it just, it pains me. And, I mean, I half joked about him being tight end one. It was just more so because I drafted him in our, uh, Underdog league, which I'm in, last place in. If you guys have not paid attention,
2: <laughs> oh, we have,
0: and, and uh, he just hasn't lived up to the hype. I mean, this is this is a guy too. You took pretty high in drafts. I mean, I took him in the fifth in in our uh, keeper league this year, and I mean, he's been better than Kyle Pitts. Like, but it, it, at the same time, it's not hard to be better than Kyle Pitts. Reggie Gilliam's been better than Kyle Pitts.
2: <laughs>
0: or like I just I don't get I don't get football this year. Fantasy football's been all over the place. Um We talked about Evan Ingram having a big year this year. He's tied in 19. Uh Dawson Knox is tied in 23. Are you guys dropping Dawson Knox right now? Is, is he I mean, a drop candidate?
1: I'm not Starting them, I don't have any shares of them either. But
0: I'll make me, neither. Thankfully,
1: mm-hmm. it depends on who who's on the waiver wire, who it like what the options are really.
0: Mm-hmm. I will say I'm very grateful that uh, in one of my leagues, Gerald Everett was floating around on the waiver wire for the longest time, and I got him for Cole Komet right before last week's games, and uh, or two weeks ago. Sorry, two weeks ago, and Gerald Everett balled out. So. Yeah. It's a uh, pick up. One, one last thing before you sign off, I guess. I'm sure we're going long here. What are we doing with this Buffalo backfield? Is anybody playable in your guys' opinions? I mean, Singletary last week had ten points. Moss had a fraction of a point, and obviously James Cook didn't do much. But the week before, he was used in the offense. Do you guys feel confident starting anybody? If I think, if I had to guess, it's Singletary.
2: anybody, yeah, it's Singletary.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, it's Devin Singletary for a spot start if you need it, but you can't just throw him in there with confidence.
0: I mean, outside of week three in Miami, where he had that 24-point performance, he's only broken 10 points once, and that was last week against against Baltimore. And you take that 24 – I mean, he's not a top 24 bag without that performance. Right now he's RB twenty three, so you you can't you can hardly play him as an RB two in any league. Like I don't know, Zach, how do you feel about? Is it, I mean, is it Singletary in the backfield here, or are you just? I mean, we gotta stay away from the backfield in general. I feel like.
3: Yeah, I mean Singletary in flex if you're playing anything,
0: and even that's scary.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But uh, well, actually, real quick, since we're on the topic of the Bills. Uh, Jamison Crowder Could be done for the season Broken ankle We're gonna see a lot more Of Isaiah McKenzie I think
2: Isaiah McKenzie season boys let's go
1: Do we see a and, lot more Isaiah McKenzie Or do we see a lot more Of Khalil Shakur
0: And you know here's the thing I like Khalil Shakur But I, I don't know They seem to like McKenzie They've used him a lot yeah. the last two weeks He's got 15 targets in two weeks for 11 grabs and 87 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, maybe I don't know. Does like Jake Kumro get a look here? I mean, he's old as dirt, but I don't
2: know. Do they start funneling Gabe Davis more? I don't know.
0: We could see a lot more Gabe Davis, which I think fantasy owners would like. Yeah, me being one of be them. Ideal. Yeah. Drew, we talked about, you know, you being 0 and 4, and I think Gabe Davis is a big
1: contributor to that.
0: Big contributor to the fact that you know he he's had what one good game and that was week one?
1: Pretty much, yeah. And that wasn't even a great game. He did well because he got a touchdown. So Yeah.
0: A long touchdown too, so you got maybe bonus points in your league depending on on that. So uh at this point. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs locked in as starters. Gabe Davis as a flex, or you start, do we confidently start him as a uh, wide receiver, too?
1: I think at this Zach. point, he's definitely more of a flex.
0: All right. Kyle?
2: I think he's flex. You can't confidently put him in an RB or wide receiver
0: slot. Definitely cannot put him in an RB slot. You're correct. <laughs> Zach, Gabe Davis, you starting him in a flex? or Flex. Can, can we move him up? I, yep. I would love to put him in my wide receiver two slot. It just doesn't they seem golden. likely. It just doesn't seem likely.
2: Well, trade Drew for him, and then you can do it. And now,
0: now, I'll pass. <laughs> put yeah. your
2: money where your mouth is. I,
0: I would love to. You just you, like, you, like you said, Kyle, you can't confidently put him there. I mean, a, after his week one performance, he's had four catches in the last three weeks, albeit he didn't play week two. It just scares me because we we took him so high in drafts too. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought that he was going to be the guy. Other side of
2: shoot into like the fourth, fifth round too, which is crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. Best ball, it feels like he went super high too. I don't know if you guys recall back to you know early season best ball drafts, but he was going super super high.
1: Yep, too high. He was like a fourth rounder in best ball Mm -hmm. drafts.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, he goes up against pittsburgh this week defense hasn't been great lately but they've also been on the field i feel like for three-fourths of the game so maybe he has a good week this week but like like we said at best i think he's a flex option so with that do you guys have any closing thoughts before we round up and uh head out Let's start with zach nope i'm good good talk yeah, oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm
4: good
2: <laughs> yeah no uh just ask us questions we're here drew got the tiktok up and going so yeah just if you ever need advice let us know
0: right one last thing i do want to throw out there are we starting alec pierce now that he's back
2: no negative
0: <laughs> rosterable
2: yeah, but not
1: startable.
0: Not startable. Fair enough. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm. hmm? Uh, no, nah, I don't. No, it's the Matt Ryan's terrible.
0: Matt Ryan was good enough for 13 points for Alec Pierce last week, so that's all I got to say. That's true. It's one week. I, it's one week. Drew, do you have any closing thoughts though before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, No, I mean, if you like the show, try and get a buddy to listen in. We're trying to get as much, you know, views as we can. We're trying to grow. We got, I got the TikTok going. We're getting there. We're hoping that'll help us out a little bit. So, yeah. Spark some interest. Yeah. Keep watching. We like, we love doing this. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Good talk. Mm-hmm. Good talk. Uh, I think our, our Twitter or our TikTok, I mean, is at boomerbustff, Yep. Correct. As is our Twitter. So if you have questions on, you know, start stick questions, especially come like Saturday morning and we're hearing about injuries or Sunday morning, I guess I should say with it, we're starting to hear injuries. Send us those questions. We'll be sure to get back to you, get some answers out there. If you have you know potential trades being thrown out your way, we'll definitely like to throw some some input on that between the four of us. And overall, yeah. Like Drew said, if if you if you enjoy the content, tell a friend, give us a five star review on Spotify or wherever you're listening. It definitely helps us grow and get us out there in front of more people. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you later. Peace.
1: Later. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.